Great day, everyone. So executive presence is something that often feels very nebulous, like what is this thing and how do we achieve it? So today on the Coffee with Rhonda show, we're going to break it all down for you. We're going to talk about executive presence and how style fits in. So are you ready to lead above the grind? Let's get started. everyone. So, so glad to be back for another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. We're super excited that you are here with us today. So we are, thanks for tuning in. By the way, we are the best darn leadership morning show out there. I'm sorry. I know I'm a little bit biased, but that's just <laughs> what it is. So um, we're excited to have you and we are your cup of inspiration, revelation, and wit for today's Savvy Leader. So today, this is episode 72 on the Coffee with Rhonda show, and we're going to talk about executive presence. This is also the halfway point of the season. So we do 12 episodes a season already. I know it seems like it's gone by really quickly. So we're at the halfway mark. Oh, wow. So we're going to talk a little bit more today about executive presence. But before we do, just a couple of housekeeping items that we want to cover. Don't forget to comment, comment, comment. Your comments power our conversation. We read them on air. We bring them into our discussion. And we want to hear what you have to say. So please comment. Don't forget to like and share the video. There is someone else out there who wants to hear this information and you would be providing them that gift if you share the information with them. So um, as we get started today, my name is Rhonda Y. Williams and I'm your host for the show. I am someone who really focuses on helping a servant leaders expand their skill set so they can reduce toxic and negative stress and be much, much more effective. So the work that I do is around leadership above the grind. And uh, we have a coaching and mentoring academy. If you want to learn more about that, you can visit EliteLeaders.com. Uh, I think I did that wrong the last time. So let me get it right. EliteLeaders.net. <laughs> EliteLeaders.net to learn more about that. So uh, let's introduce. Oh, before we do, I have my cup. And this is my cup. And in my cup today, I have um, spiced apple cider. Uh, with a stick of cinnamon. So that's who I am. And that's what's in my cup today. I decided to switch it up just a little bit today. So let's get started. We're going to go to our co-host and then we're going to introduce our amazing guest um, for today. So Marae, good day or good evening to you. <laughs> Hello. Good morning, everyone. This is Marae. I am back. I, I missed last week, <laughs> but I'm back. This is Marae. Marae. 
Oh. Right, Dilekima, tuning in from Perth, Australia, the greatness engineer. I am in a, on a mission to make sure that you understand that you have greatness inside of you and, uh, and step into this greatness and step into this power that you have to become the best version of yourself. And uh, I'm also the managing director and CEO of MT Energy Resources based here in Perth. And today I'm going to drink coffee because I need to be high to you know, to, to be able to give you the best of myself. So welcome everyone. <laughs> thank you. So we heard coffee, coffee and the best of yourself. So thank you for bringing that best of yourself to us today, Marae. We missed you last week, but we're so glad you're back with us today. Um, and let's go to uh, Ms. Roz Jones. Good day to you, Roz. Good morning, good morning, good morning. As you all see, I'm back at work. <laughs> and I'm Roger Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we help expand the life of your loved one. Why do I do it? I do it to help the caregiver to reduce that SOS on their journey, which is being stressed, overwhelmed, and providing safety and security. When you can't do it all, you give us a call. My cup is in there on the table, but I'm going to go get it. It has a peppermint, honey, and lemon, but it's, I promise you, it's right in there. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Ross. Thank you so much. Always great to have you with us. And so now I am really excited to introduce our special guest for today, Salita Roberts. Salita and I have connected on LinkedIn and we've been sort of chatting with each other back and forth on LinkedIn. She's amazing, has a very powerful brand and presence. So I am really excited to have her here. So Salita, give us a brief introduction of yourself, what you do in the world, and then don't forget to share what you have in your cup. Oh yes, I'm, I'm like super excited. We have had this plan for a while, so it's 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 good to know and feels great to, that we're able to finally uh, connect and being able to share. Uh, so I'm Salina Roberts. I'm an image coach and personal stylist. And in very short, how I describe myself, I help women be free, free of self judgment, free of the insecurities that we feel around our bodies and the way that we should show up and how we should look based on someone else's expectations and really embrace who we are and how we want to express ourselves and build a personal brand based on your authentic self and not a version of what anyone else says that you should be. In my cup today, so this is my cup, I am not a coffee drinker, so sorry, Marie. <laughs> I'm a tea drinker. And in my cup today, I'm doing caramel and honey. That's what I'm having today. So thank you very much for having me, Rhonda. Appreciate it. Wonderful. So thank you so much for joining us. We're really looking forward to the conversation today. And Regina's out there. She said, uh, coming to you from New Jersey, I have yummy coffee in my cup. Thank you so much. And then she also said, you ladies look so pretty every day. Well, thank you for that compliment. Yeah. Regina, uh, we work on it just a little bit, but <laughs> thank you, just a thank little you bit. for joining us. Just just un poquito, right? And we also have um, Joe Beth out there. Hi, Joe Beth. Great to see you. Good morning, ladies. Carrots, beets, and cucumber juice in my oh, cup. Oh, wow. Ooh, yeah. That, actually, that, that sounds exciting. <laughs> Yeah, very exciting. I like that. I know, right? You might have given us all something, Joe Beth, to think about putting in our cup. So uh, let's dive into our conversation today. I want to start by talking about executive presence. And I think I always like to do a bit of level setting in the beginning. So I want to get our each of our perspectives on what is executive presence. 
it feels like something that's a little bit nebulous, um, but let's talk about what it is. And so, Salita, I'm going to ask you to start with your view and your vision of executive presence, and then we're going to go to our co-host and allow them to sort of add into this conversation. Yes, absolutely. So thank you very much. Uh, it kind of what I think about when I think about executive presence and how when we hear it, for some persons, it's like a foreign language. You know, someone commented on the post that I did yesterday talking about, you know, being on your show today. And they're like, oh, I've never heard of executive presence. Right. Because when we hear the word and we hear the term, we're thinking that, oh, that is for persons that are in, you know, the Fortune 500 companies or that's for someone who's really up in their career. When executive presence is available to all of us, it's, you know, our ability to inspire confidence. It doesn't matter. You can be entry level. You can be in high school. You can be in college. You build your executive presence so that you can inspire others, others so that you can get the opportunities that you need. And I know we're going depth as to what are some of those areas of executive presence because there are different levels and different parts of it. It's not just like this thing. It's like different facets that you have to do. And once you master them all, you've created an ex executive presence that allow you to inspire others and, of course, get the opportunities that you're looking for. So I'm excited to get into more details with this conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Selena. I love that you said that someone said, what is it, right? I've never even heard of it. And I think that's the case. We're going to talk today about another area that no one really talks about. No one teaches us, right? There was not, I, I, listen, I got a double master's degree and never heard of executive uh, presence and any of that work that I did, yeah. right? And so it's something that um, I think is important for us to bring forward. So Roz, let's go to you. Let's talk a little bit about, so as you have heard Salita describe it, what are your views on executive presence? To me, executive presence would recognize, recognize who they are then also recognize the talent in the people that they have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the executive presence is not me being, you know, I'm high and mighty. Executive presence, if you use it correctly, will help that team grow. Mm -hmm. So you don't use it, you know, to bring fear to anybody. You use it to grow your team and to make them more productive. So that's the way I feel executive presence should be used the correct way. Mm -hmm. And I'm done speaking. Mm, thank you so much, Roz. Marae, before we come to you, I want to recognize a few folks. But Roz, you said something I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. It is you basically spoke to the influence, right? When you mm -hmm. have executive presence, your ability to influence and move a team forward. So I think this, I'm not sure this might be Victoria. Um, I'm excited about this conversation. And she's got coffee in her cup, of course. <laughs> and then, um, hi there, Florence. How are you? Great to see you. Wonderful lady, she says. And then we have Julie um, out there. Julie was on the show, um, I, I think, mm. was it already last season, Julie? Wow, time yeah. flies. Uh, so, hi, everyone. Great conversation, uh, Julie says. So, uh, Marae, what about your thoughts? So, when you think of executive presence, what do you, how do you define it? Uh, I mean, it's it's something that we don't always talk about, but uh, for me, executive presence is how you come across not only, you know, um, among the people that you lead, but also people that you report to when we come, you come into uh, working environment. So it's really about how you communicate with them, how you, uh, how you, 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 
put your vision through because as a leader, you have a vision. So you need to, to bring this inspiration and inspire not only the people that you lead, but also the, the leaders that you follow. So for me, it's a, it's a two-way thing. It's, it's really about you being... Uh, uh, be, being the, the person that you should be, but at the same time inspiring and, and communicating communicating well, coming across well with people that you interact with. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marae. So we're already hearing there's a lot to executive presence, right? It's not just mm -hmm. this one thing. There are many facets. So mom is out there. Hey, mom, good morning. She says, I've been waiting with my apple green tea and my red coffee with Rhonda cup. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, mom, for tuning in. And Julie says, yes. So when you think about executive presence, so let's just give people a visual for this. When you think about someone in the world community, maybe a celebrity, politician, whatever, um, who comes to mind when you think of someone who shows up with executive presence? So if you're out there and you're watching in the audience, also, talk along with us. So who comes to mind for you when you think of someone that shows up with that executive presence as we've been describing it? So, um, Salida, do you have your person? Uh, so many, so many women, so many powerful women that's doing amazing work. So executive presence, I'm going to add a little bit more so you can see the context when I do the example. Executive presence in an individual is how they act, look, and speak. My example we all love her. She has been like a driving force in a lot of the conversations that we're having in the spaces that we're in, Michelle Obama. Look at the way she acts, look at the way she speaks, and then look at the way she looks. It's an embodiment of when you look at her, you're inspired to connect and want to have a conversation and go, yes, this person is going to move me into the right direction. This person is going to be a guide for me, right? Because she's acting confidently she's inspiring courage and, and confidence in others and she looks great and that's the part that i mean that's this is why i'm here today because most persons forget the look the part you have to look and when i say look the part you're not putting on a costume but you are presenting yourself as you want to be known Ooh, so yeah michelle you, obama Sarita. of course I, I have quite a few but i'll go with her yeah, absolutely. And I, I love sort of how you broke it down for us, right? There's there's the way you act and sort of that way that you show up, the way that you look, it's all included. So Roz, who comes to mind for you when you think about someone with executive presence? I'm going to give you three in this, <laughs> and, and they're like, they're like totally, you know, different. Um, Maxine Waters, Ooh. Cicely Tyson, and Winston Churchill. The way they act and they carry themselves, the way they dress, the way they handle themselves. Yeah. Um, to me, those people are, are, are you know, give you that. Um, for me, that's just, let me say, those are my personal favorites and I turn it back over to Rhonda. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Roz. No, those are really good. And, and it's just. It's, it's just bringing a visual for, for folks out there that when we're speaking about executive presence, what does it look like? Marae, who comes to mind for you? You're a mute. For me, I mean, it's always been uh, the person 
is that I, and Mandela, I mean, the executive presence of uh, Nelson Mandela is just, you know, amazing. The way he used to come across, the way he used to talk to people and the way he used to really inspire and then have this vision for, you know, for his country and for, for Africa. So it, it's been really a strong, you know, for me, a strong executive presence. Uh, so I would say Mandela is, is, is up there for me. Wow, thank you so much, uh, Murray. I love I love the examples that were given. Some really great ones, and we have folks out there that are sharing some as well. Regina said, "Will Smith, no Oprah, ha ha." Regina. <laughs> okay, so Oprah, we have uh, some folks out there that are seconding Michelle Obama. T says Michelle. Alicia says yes, I agree. Michelle. Alicia also says good morning um, to us as well. Good morning to you, Alicia. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, T says, uh, Noella, I mean, I, I'm not going to pronounce the name because I don't want to do it um, injustice. Yeah, no, um, Noella Cosera. I guess she's from. Oh, thank you, um, Marie. Congo, I think, yeah. From the Congo. It's a, an expiring role model <laughs> with strong executive yeah. presence. Absolutely. And then. Uh, and then Florence says, thank you for the learning lessons. Really something we don't talk about, but very important. As I look back on all of the past shows we did, I was sort of surprised that we have not talked about this in the past, but this is our first time in this conversation. And then we also have another vote for Michelle Obama. So let's, so there is so much, as I was preparing for this show, there is so much, let me tell you, there is so much to this. I had to sort of rein myself in with how we can, uh, how we're going to navigate the conversation. So there's a couple of things that I, I think I want us to focus on as we're talking about executive presence. So let's talk about these three things in executive presence: appearance, communication, and gravitas. Right, and under gravitas, there is emotional intelligence. There's decisiveness. There is confidence. There is integrity and alignment. Right, that. That is, speaks to your bona vitas or your gravitas as you show up. And I want to start with um, appearance because, Salita, you really excel in this area. The, the thing that really attracted me to you and your profile was your ability to show up as you beautifully, confidently. So, and, and let's just get this out there, right? Uh, many people out there in the world believe that, conf that appearance should not matter that you should just have your technical skill and the way you show up should be fine. What say you, Salita? Listen to me. I, I understand where persons are going with that because we're seeing so many times where when we judge someone on their appearance, what has happened, right? And it, it, it's sad that, and kind of like when I look at a when we when thinking about judging people, there's judgment with bias, as in I'm going to look at you, Rhonda, and I'm going to be like, oh, no, I don't need Rhonda in my space because she's being too loud with that yellow shirt. Or people that look like Rhonda are known for being loud or this. And that's where the judgment comes in, right? That, that bias where we are using our own negative biases and judging someone based on their physical appearance and and presentation of their attributes. And it's like, no, when we're talking about appearance and in terms of your executive presence, in terms of building your personal brand, appearance is linked to how you present yourself. I I was reading the other day because I was you know kind of preparing my content for, for LinkedIn. And we're talking about, I was reading this, this article and talking about how the tech industry changed the way 
um, you know, the, the work where it looks like and what it looks like and how we show up. And so it got me thinking like, okay, you know, decided that okay, we are not going to do the suit. We're going to be comfortable and we're going to wear clothes that makes us feel great. Like we're just going to wear clothes because we want to focus on, you know, the, the, the work that we're doing to build these companies. And so you find like everybody's like using the Mark Zuckerberg and the, you know, um, the other, like, what's his name for, for, um, for Microsoft, uh, Steve Jobs, not Steve Jobs for Apple. And it kind of like using them. Bill Gates. Say, oh, they're not, they, you can see why you shouldn't focus on, on, on appearance because these guys have been wearing the same thing. And my question has always been, can you imagine if you walked in as much as Silicon Valley, the tech industry said that we want to have a layback um dress code can you imagine if you walked into any of those tech industries to do an interview in your flip-flops and your hoodie like they're going to be looking at you like did you come prepare for an interview right so we have to present ourselves in a way that commands that respect that shows that we are confident in who we are and shows that okay i'm here to do the job i'm mature i'm confident and yes when you get in you try to make sure that you are not exceeding the expert like dressing above everyone else but you dress in line with it and so appearance yes you'll say oh it's not important but it is and something that i like to like even like bringing it down to a simple fact when we think about oh we shouldn't judge and people shouldn't be judging each other i like to use this example if you if you're into oranges, you probably get it and you you decided one day okay i'm at home i need some oranges i'm gonna make some orange juice maybe you walk into the supermarket there is the tray the display with the oranges you walk into the supermarket do you just walk in and just kind of like pick up and go or do you look at the oranges and you go okay is this going to be sweet is it going to give me the right taste and flavor that i want for my orange juice like you're not discriminating there's a difference between when you look at it appearance as i said and you're discriminating and you're looking for uh, looking at appearance and looking for value and making sure that that person or thing is going to produce what you need right and this is where appearance coming and why it's important because you don't just go okay i'm just going to grab the orange and i'm going to go home and let's see if it works. Like, no, you literally will stand there going, okay, nope, this one has a spot. Nope, this one kind of looked this way. Okay, maybe this one you pick it up and that's the one that you walk out the store with and go home and hope to make that great orange juice that you, you're looking for. It's the same thing when it comes to persons and their parents and how they present themselves. It's not about what brand and how I, you know, how expensive your look is, is about how polished, how groomed that person looks, no matter what they're wearing, no matter how they present themselves, no matter their cultural background or identity or anything like that. But how does this person present themselves? That is part of the executive presence. And that's why appearance is important because it does factor into whether or not we like, know, and trust you. I love that, um, Salida. There's so much uh, value in that. The reason why appearance matters, it's not like you said, just about judging one another, which is a really important. It point. shouldn't be. It shouldn't, it be, shouldn't be, you know, it that judgment be. that we pass on each other. Yeah. The other thing, though, for me and Roz, I'm going to come to you next to add your thoughts to this is 
we as human beings compartmentalize, we categorize, and we do judge. Judging is a part of our existence. So when folks are walking into a room, and this doesn't have to just be in the business setting, this is in life, right? You can show up in life anywhere. You don't have anything to go off of but what you see. You are already forming judgments and opinions simply based on what you see. So what I like to say to folks is you are never not communicating, right? You are always communicating something, whether or not you open your mouth or not. And that's something I think we have to understand. Roz? I I wanted to chime into that because when you said that our appearance has value, I try to tell my employees this all the time. Please iron your uniforms. Please be neat. And the reason why I say that is because one day we were, I, I, I was going into, or a client going into to see if, you know, if, if we were going to get the client. She told me the reason why I'm going to give you the case versus this person is because your uniform was ironed. That had value for her. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So the the creases in my pants, the creases in my shirt. My dad was military, so I, I don't have, you know, I'm just, you know, creased down. <laughs> but the whole thing is, is that it's, 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 you know, I attention have value, to detail, attention to detail. And I have value in what I look like. That's yeah. important to me. Yeah. So if it's important to me, it's, it's going to resonate with the with the clients or with the people that, you know, we're speaking to. Did I take pride in myself? Yeah. I take value in myself. So when you said the word value, that went ting, 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 ting. But, you know, a lot of times we forget about the tea tiny little things. You know, mm-hmm. keeping our shoes clean, keeping our fingernails clean, keeping our hair, you know, you know, presentable. So, you know, these things are important. So, you know, I, I try to instill that in my employees. Please don't come here with a jiffy pop bag on your head. Please don't come here with a rag tied on your head. You know, and, and it's sad that now I have to put that into my operation procedures for dress code. Don't come with house slippers. You know, because you take it for granted that they know, but they don't know. They don't. I, just want, I just want to put that out there. But 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 you have to have your own value. You have to understand your value so that when you walk out, people will value you and treat you the way that you are you know, that you value yourself. I'm done speaking. Yeah. If I can just add, I know we're coming to myself. If I can just add to what Roz just said in that when you were talking like those simple details, and this is where sometimes company fail to do it because you're thinking that these are professionals that they should know. Right. But when you're thinking about putting together your company uh, employee manual, that's something that should be in there. It's a guideline to tell your employees how they should present themselves. So not, for instance, if I'm working in an industry like um, like law, which is known as one of those traditional industries or finance, traditional, and they have a certain dress code that they may have in, in, in on, you know, that they want their employees to wear. So if that person shows up wearing something like maybe a bright pink, like I'm wearing today, and it's like, you can't be looking at them side eye like, oh, it's like, is it in your dress code that you're saying we we wouldn't mind that you bringing some of your personality to it, but the normal, the base of it is that you wear a dark blue suit with such and such, and you can play around with your jewelry. So you do have to put it in your employee's manual so that they know what are the guidelines and people are able to fit in with those guidelines. But keep in mind, 
person's culture, keep in mind person's sexual identity and all of those things when you're creating that manual, because we don't want to create manual that is just specific to what we think, but it includes everyone. I love that. So, um, Ray, let's go to you so that we can get your thoughts. And then Jurgen has a really interesting comment out there that I want to bring into the conversation at, uh, also. Yeah, I, I, and I liked what Solita is saying because it's really about the environment as well when we talk about appearances. Because, for example, me, I used to go and work on rigs. So I can't come with, you know, a dress and my high heels. I have to wear, you know, my, uh, the. I have to, to be aware of the dress code. So it's, it's really this. It's um, this code that you need to be aware of and then, you know, fit into into the environment to bring, you know, your presence and to be able to 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 uh, to create a rapport with the people that you're going to interact with. So that's uh, mm -hmm. that's really just what I wanted to add is that it doesn't have to be, you know, always well dressed up. You know, I can't do that if I go on a rig. Everybody's going to look at me. Then where is she going? So I really have to to put my cover up and then my my helmet and then my boots and then go there. And that's when you know I get the right attention from uh, from the people that I lead or for the people that I'm going to work with. Otherwise, you know, if I come with my uh, suit and thing, they're just going to say, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't have anything to do with her. So yeah. it's 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 really about yes, it's the uh, the the you know the, the how you dress, but it's also being aware of the codes that are you know uh, that 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 are used in in the environment where you are. Yeah, I can't believe it's almost um, 10.30 already. We're almost halfway <laughs> through this show. This is so good. So let's bring in Jurgen's comment, and then I'm going to let us all ponder that while we go to Roz's um, Caregiver Card Chronicles for today. So Jurgen says, interesting that when we mentioned um, the people who had executive presence, we didn't mention like close parents, best friends, or colleagues. And for me, executive presence is possible for everyone, but at least life experience and maturity seem to be a must-have. Mindfulness, emotional intelligence, resilience uh, seem like a common denominator. Absolutely, Jurgen, this is really, really true. And you might have missed the slide that we showed earlier where we talked about really, um, and I'll just put it back up for a second. What are we talking about with executive presence? Today on this show, we're going to focus on appearance, communication, and gravitas, which includes the things that you mentioned, emotional intelligence, et cetera. But first, we're going to go to the Caregiver Card Chronicles before we run out of time in this really juicy conversation. So we'll talk more. We're going to pick up our conversation. Here's what I want everybody to think about. Is executive presence different from, between men and women? Are the expectations different between men and women? Ponder that, and we're going to talk about it on the other side of this. I'm the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, bringing you another episode of the Caregiver Card Chronicle. Today's topic is act before you react. Act before you react. What I want to talk to you about is don't wait for a crisis before you react. Take action before a crisis. And the way you can do that, number one, is to communicate. Sit down and talk to the person that you're taking care of. If something happens, what are your wishes? Number one. Number two, I preach this all the time, 
documentation, documentation, documentation. Have their ID, a copy of their medical cards, their allergies, the current list of medications. You know, how do you want to be treated if something happens? And number four, lack of knowledge impacts your decision to make in a crisis. Lack of knowledge impacts your decision you make in a crisis. I'm Ross Jones, the caregiver car chronicle. Yeah, I love that. I always like to tie it back to our conversation as well. So I love the part about the act before you react. So when we're speaking of executive presence, have you been clear about what that looks like to, to folks, everyone on your team? Does that, do they know what that means? Or are you going to react when I show up and I'm not in that space of executive presence, right? I don't really, I'm not performing at that level. I'm not showing up that level because you have not sort of um, proactively communicated that message. So um, thank you so much for that uh, Caregiver Card Chronicles. I love that because I'm always thinking about real life and outside of work and how your message, Roz, um, sort of fits in. All right. So we're going to talk about men versus women, but gosh, we got the, the um, our audience out there is really chiming in. So Alicia says, dress for the occasion and the setting. Absolutely, Alicia. And she said, this week, my supervisor asked me why I'm so dressed up. And I told her I'm representing myself and the company. Yeah. Love that. Because you Love also that. have to dress for what you want, not where you are. Right. Yeah. Dress for what you want and not where you are. Regina says, Roz, I'm so glad you're tying this to the dress code. And she agrees. Take pride. And then Lawrence says, does our look define our personality? Hmm. Or is it the other way around? Right. OK, so as we come to all of you with your thoughts on this, let's do one more. Mom says in management or the public eye, appearance does not have to be extravagant. But it is, after all, important. So look at all who wear uniforms. Um, they can show up very impressively as well. So it really is those other combination of factors. So does it affect men and women differently? Marae, let's come to you first. What do you think? Oh, I think, yes, it affects women, uh, men and women differently because there's, you know, we're different in a, in a way. I mean, we, we just have to accept that we, we're not the same. And I think the expectations are also different. So when you lead as a, as a woman, there are certain things, there are certain, a certain way that people expect you to, to come across with, especially when you lead, you know, when you lead men and, uh, and the same with, with, uh, with men, because we have this, um, we, we've been in a way, you know, there's this domestication where we tend to see women as, you know, more um, aware and, and have, you know, those, what we call the soft skills. So we want this executive presence to look like that. And, uh, and for men, it's more some Something strong and and uh, and very direct, and uh, and I think we we are used to those style, and we we and that's that's what's happening in you know in in teams in leadership, and uh, and there's uh, there's there's definitely a difference. Wow, Roz, what about you? What do you think? How did have you seen that difference show up? And then we're gonna come to Salida and talk about the style impact between men and women. Also, is that different, or do we just accept um, men at a different in a different way? I, I think that the standard has always been different and there's always been a huge gap between men and women for a long time, very long time. I think because of COVID and some of the other things that are going on in the world, the gap is not as big. 
And because, of, as they say, the great resignation, I think that has kind of, but there's still a difference. There's still a difference. We still, you know, are, are still fighting for equal pay. We're still fighting for, you know, a, a lot of things, you know, as, you know, the, the difference between men and women. Now, I think the opportunities are more now because of COVID and some of the things that have gone on nationally, you know, um, you know, for, um, for women and, 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 you know, uh, minorities. However, we still have a long way to go. Yeah. We still have a long way to go. Yeah. I'm thank done. You so much. Thank you, Roz. Um, we do have a long way to go. So Salita, how, how do we navigate this and this difference between how men and women are perceived with their executive presence? Yeah, I when you said when you asked the question, you give us that prompt. I was like immediately inside of me going, I was laughing because it's 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 funny that in 2022 women are so far behind and we're trying so much to close that gap, and yet, and yet there's still so much work to to be done. And we're, you know, we're fighting every day for the opportunities to close the gap. And I want to look at it, simple fact that executive presence and women and how we present ourselves, we know, we know we are judged unfairly. We know that we're not giving equal opportunities to men. The expectations are different. So I'm going to break it down into those three components of what executive presence is uh, in terms of how, in terms of how we act. Women, and this, um, um, Morel said this, women, we, you know, when we enter the workforce, there's this expectation that we should be kind and caring and soft and like delicate, like we, like, no, right? And if you try to be anything outside of that, it's like, oh, you're being too much. You're, you're acting beyond what we expect of you. And, and so, you find that some women, especially some of the women that I've worked with, because of that expectation, they go into the workforce and instead of bringing their whole self into it, instead of showing up boldly and speaking and using their voices, they are like, okay, I'm going to be a reserve. I have to mind my words. I, I know I don't want to step on anyone's toes. And they're being this way that's so docile and so like, oh yeah, yeah. Right. And then we're expecting that men will walk into the boardroom and they'll say, yes, this is what we're doing. And this is what's going to happen and be that force. And it's like, why, why is there a difference? We can both lead regardless of how you identify male, female, or anything like that. You show up in that space and you can lead from your strength. There shouldn't be an expectation that as a woman, you should walk into the room and be like quiet. I saw a comment, a comment, um, I think it was Lee that said that, okay, for her, it's a matter of if I can find it, because I'm I don't want to paraphrase her too incorrectly, it's a matter of the way you, your post, your posture and your personality comes more to her than, well, I should say, and I'm not going to be gender specific, that uh, more than what you wear, right? And that is what we were told as women, right? That we need to walk in and we need to do the extra. We need to do this. And we need to do that. We need to do all these different things. And so if a woman walks into a uh, and she's a CEO and she walks in wearing a floral dress and everybody goes, oh, that's not expected. And a man walks in with flip flops and shorts and you're like, 
oh, he's a leader, he's a boss. And you're just like, no, right? We have to, we have to be able to work in our strength and show up as our authentic selves instead of putting each other in boxes, and specifically women. So when we think about when how we look, going back to my example that I used earlier with, with Silicon Valley and the tech companies were started by men and they're the ones that are controlling all the different arms and they're the one that decided, okay, for me to be, sit at my computer for 48 hours or whatever it is to create a code and create this product, I wanna wear shorts and flip-flops. And then women entering that workforce now with all the guys around wearing shorts and flip-flops, going to that space where shorts and flip-flops doesn't appeal to me. I want to wear my pink. It's a, it's, we're looking at the dress code where you're saying, okay, the dress code is casual, but casual is not just what the male structure created. Casual, a woman's casual dressing based on her personality, based on how she wants to look, act, and feel can simply be, okay, I can wear jeans. Maybe jeans is something that I love and I'll wear like a nice t-shirt, like a crisp white t-shirt and a blazer. That's my casual. That's my taste. But women enter this space and they're like, okay, we have to show up because, like the men. So women are going through that struggle of, but I don't really like hoodie. I don't want to dress that way. But then I don't want to be the one that's standing out with my jeans and my blazer because everybody else is in their hoodie. It's like, no, you create that, that dress code and saying, this is the framework of how you should show up. And as individuals, we then craft our look, our look the, based on how we want to present ourselves, but keeping in mind the guidelines of the company or the organizations or whatever we're in, right? Wow. So that's where you find that disconnect with, with between men and women when it comes to our parents. And so women are always the one trying to fit themselves into suits that they don't like, that gray, black, and white suit that has nothing to do with you, but you're trying to mold yourself from what's there. What we should be doing now is, and the work that I do is, how can we get you to show more of your personality? Now, more of your personality does not mean that you walk in there in your ball gown going, yes, I'm here, look at me now. <laughs> it's like, can you, this is a dress code where it's casual, but how can, what is it you wanna wear? How do you wanna show up? How do you wanna feel? And let's craft it, craft your wardrobe to you but ensure that you are dressed appropriate for the environment. And also, as much as we go, oh, appearance doesn't matter, when we look at executive presence as a whole, the way a person presents themselves, their body language, the way a person's, and we, we think of online right now, building your personal brand, how you show up in the virtual space. We look at your maturity level and your confidence and how you communicate. And then we look at the way you're speaking. You're like, how do you talk? How do you communicate? How do you build relationships? It all comes together. So you, if you miss one, then you may miss that opportunity that you're looking for, right? As you'll be like, oh no, everybody's in flip-flops. So I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna dress like everyone else. But that person, that decision maker, may be looking at you like, okay, Rhonda, great work ethics, great, you know, communicates well, speaks well, but she's lacking that thing that's gonna show me that, okay, right. she's dressed for the part, right? She's she's showing that I'm ready, I'm here. And then, of course, how are you speaking? How do you speak? How do you show up? How do you communicate? How do you interact with your peers? 
So you have to get all of those together. And as women, we tend to neglect the fact that we can bring our own personalities. We can dress the way that is most comfortable to us. And we don't have to fit into that male pa uh, patriarchal system of what's expected of a woman, how to act, how to look, yeah. how to speak. It's like, can we be a little bit more of ourselves? And if we intentionally decide that this is who we are and this is how we're going to show up. I'm not saying walk into your office on Monday and be like, okay, this is my personality. I'm going to be loud and proud and bold. <laughs> and like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying be intentional about being yourself in the spaces that you're going to. Be intentional about showing everyone around you. When I look at you, as you said, Rhonda, when you saw me on social media, you're like, oh, so Lita, it looks like she brings her 100% of herself. I like right. her personality. I like what she's saying. I like the message and everything. Like You want that, right? That is how you build your brand. That's how you create those opportunities. So I, I know I'm going off, but mm -hmm. I, it's a passion of mine to get women to own their voices, to own the way you show up in spaces. You don't have to act, sound, and look like anyone else but yourself. Oh, wow. Salida, you gave us a lot there to think about. <laughs> I, um, and I'm going to read a couple of comments out there because along with what you're saying, let me back up one. Lisa had uh, a really good one. Um, and Lisa, thanks so much for tuning in. It's great to see you here. She was a show. She was a guest on our show um, a while back. So we have to be intentional every time we step out the door. Yes. Also dressing appropriately in the office to not send out the wrong signals. If yeah. we wear tight clothes and low cut tops, we can have our freedoms, but is it distracting to others in the rooms, right? So how do we balance that? And I think Lisa, so Lita just um, responded to how you balance that. You understand the appropriate framework for the environment. And then within that framework, then you craft your personal look and brand and feel and appearance from within that framework that already exists. So that that is amazing. So mom out there, she also said, love that little red car on the caregiver car chronicle. Speaking of that, I got to go to the greatness minute. Um, dress code for men is more traditional and can be less cumbersome. Uh, for women, we've got a lot more range often, right? And so we've got to think about that. Um, so that uh, we can create a perception of inequity based on what's proper and what's professional. That's why the conversations are so important, right? We can't assume um, Elisa says that nurturing is also important as well. And Melvin, this is your first time here. Great to see you. Thanks so much for showing up. Really, really wonderful to have you here. And so I want to go to Jurgen's comment. Absolutely wonderful, reasonable, and reproducible, Salida. What about the non-business times in private lives? Do all your thoughts um, are valid there too? And Jurgen, I, I absolutely believe so. So let's come back to that, right? So how we show up in life is really all the same. How you communicate in life, your ability to make effective decisions, your mm -hmm. ability to align, meaning your values match your behavior. All of that speaks to your executive presence in your personal life. So let's go to the greatness minute first. I'm going to make sure I get that in. And then we're going to come back and talk a little bit about, I want to talk about some strategies. How do we improve our executive presence? And so if you're out there, I want you to think about how you would rate your current level of executive presence. Again, knowing that we're talking about appearance, communication, and gravitas in your personal and or professional life. How would you rate your current level? And then let's talk strategies on the other side of the Greatness Minute.
everyone. This is Mariah, the greatest engineer with you today. I want to talk today about the cost of greatness. And uh, you know that greatness is no is not unique to to anyone. You know, we are all capable of uh, of being great, all of us. And but the difficult part is to take the first step. If you don't believe in yourself and if you don't take this first step, you, you are going to struggle and it's going to be very difficult for you going forward. So know that you can't mistakenly uh, be great. There are things that you need to do. There are things that you need to give up. There are things that you need to sacrifice. And there are things that you need to change in your life. So that's why I have a few questions for you. Do you believe in yourself? And what are the promises that you've made to yourself to become great? What are the things that you're gonna give up? You know, what are you, how are you going to pay to get this greatness that you are looking for? So if you choose to sacrifice your comfort zone, that's fine, you know, greatness will be there. But if you choose comfort, then you're gonna sacrifice your greatness and in this, in, in, as a matter of fact, you're going to sacrifice your life. So I encourage you to think about what you want to sacrifice and why, what pro the promises that you want to do to yourself to become great. Because greatness, it, it's, it's actually at your doorstep. But you need to do the work and you need to know what you're going to give up to be able to go to the next step and attain this greatness that you're looking for. So that's all I have for you today. See you next week. Yeah, you've got to choose, right? Are, are you willing? So here's where I tie that into our conversation today. What are you willing to do differently in order to show up in your greatness, in order to raise your level of executive presence? What are you ready? None of us are perfect, right? We all have opportunity in this space. So what are you willing to do differently? So let's talk strategy. Roz, it, we've talked about We've talked about executive presence in terms of communication, in terms of appearance, in terms of gravitas, meaning emotional intelligence, confidence, decisiveness. What one strategy would you put on the table for people to consider in order to improve their um, executive presence? I have to improve my health for my presence mm. to be strong. If my health is weak, then then you know when I walk out, I will look, I will look the way that I feel. So if I want them to be able to get that energy and everything from me, I have to take, I have to do self-care. As someone said before, self-care is health care. So that's my, that's my strategy. Yeah. Caring for yourself in that space so that you can show up fully, right? If you're tired, if you're exhausted, if you have no energy, how's that going to command attention in a room when you walk in? So thank you for that. Marae, what about you? What, what one strategy would you put on the table for people to improve their um, their uh, executive presence? Uh, the, the first thing, and, and I think that's what the great Greatness Minute is all about, is to have clarity on, you know, on what you want and how and understand how, you know, it come across into the environment, uh, into what you're doing because otherwise you're not yourself so you have to first believe in yourself 
and have clarity on what you want to accomplish and listen. I think sometimes it's, it's, that's something that we don't do. Listen to what's happening around you so that you can know how you're going to come across and put your message through and, and, and bring this executive presence that, that is needed for you to, to communicate and to, to lead in your environment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Love that. And there's so much to this. I love the fact that it's not one thing, right? Because I might be really strong in confidence, but maybe my communication mm -hmm. isn't as strong, yeah. right? So there are opportunities here. What about you, Salita? I know this is a lot, and, but <laughs> just maybe one or two strategies that people can yes. use to improve. So I think, I think the one that we should be focusing a lot more on right now because we in the, we're in this hybrid uh, work environment is building your personal brand and your online presence right i think that's something especially i'm, I'm a big linkedin fan um linkedin is being able to create so many opportunities for me that's a platform that i feel most comfortable with and it's a professional space that a lot of us as professionals want to be in right so i think if you're if you're looking at any area of your executive presence that you're like okay what's the thing that i need to do right now is to be able to build your online presence create your personal brand so that you can create that community that you need, which will provide you with the opportunities that you're looking for, whether or not it's speaking, whether or not it's a new job or it's, you know, starting your own business. So building your online presence is something that I would definitely say, start looking at your social media accounts. What are some things that you need to like do an audit of it? Is it a true representation of who you are and how you want to act sound and present yourself in the virtual space. So when someone meets you online or they meet you in person, your brand is who you are. It's, it's congruent and it's like in alignment and they can say, okay, yes, I this is someone that I want to do work with. And then of course, shameless plug, you work on your personal style as well. Absolutely. You are always communicating something. Yes. Let's go back to that comment. Doesn't matter if we're talking about appearance, if we're talking about your social media, if we're talking, whatever we're talking about, however you show up in a space is saying something about you. Yeah. You are always representing you. So next week on the show, I am really excited to have my brand um, my brand strategist joining me, and he's amazing. So the gentleman that does all of my brand work, and we're going to talk more about brand next week. So I thought it would be great to have you here this week, Salita, and then have him come on next week and really talk about how you elevate the way that you show up in that space. He has done amazing things for our brand. So we've got a couple of comments out there. So let's see here. Uh, non-business times and private lives. So we talked about that a little bit. Regina said, rating myself on a scale of one to 10. Wow, we all have so much work to do in the way of personal development, always becoming. She would rate herself a six and a half. Mom said, yay, myself, Melvin tuned in for the first time. Now for me, my two daughters and my son are on. <laughs> I know we got the whole family represented here today, mom. That's awesome. Uh, Lisa says, it's good that you mentioned health because many women neglect their mental health as well. Oh, I love that, Lisa. I wish we had a whole nother show to talk about your mental and emotional wellness yeah. and how that shows up. And Florence says mental health is a pri priority. Absolutely. Regina said, welcome to my brother. Great to see you. And then greetings, mother. All right. So, you know, I think for me, one strategy and one takeaway would be um, feedback. 
you have to be open to feedback in different areas of your life, both personal and professional, in order to grow and improve. So often uh, you might say you want feedback, but here's my experience. Then people get defensive. Then you want to explain why. And then you want to go down the list. Do you want the feedback or don't you? Are you willing? Are you confident enough to take the feedback and then take what you want from it? You don't have to do anything with any of it. That is completely up to you. But are you open? So when you're working with a Salita who says, all right, I'm going to do an audit of your brand and take a look at Salita. When you give them that feedback, are they really receiving it or are they defending it? Right. I think yeah. that piece would be the one um, that I would say we definitely want to do. So let's do our um, our coffee picture. I'm not going to do the two this week because we simply the, our conversation was simply too good today and we didn't have time to get it in. So we're going to hold up our cups. Roz, did you get your cup? No. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to hold up the peace sign or the plus sign or whatever that is. <laughs> You can hold up the boo-boo face too. That works. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Roz with, with the boo-boo face. So on the other side of this, we're going to do our final takeaways. What are you hoping that people walk away from this conversation um, with? And then Melvin said, um, great content. We'll do my part uh, for spreading the word. Thank you so much. And uh, Florence is holding up her cup with us. Yay. Thank you so much for holding up your cup along with us. We really appreciate that. You all, your comments are amazing. They power our conversation. Absolutely love that and being able to bring that in. So as you share, get ready to share what your final takeaways are for the show, right? What are you walking away with? as we move on and um, what would you share with someone from the show? What are you reflecting and thinking on? And when we go around, we're gonna do our final takeaways when we come back and we're gonna ask Salita to tell us a little bit about how we can connect with her and learn more about the work that she does in the world on the other side of this. So we like to say that our conversation, during our conversation, we are constantly pouring into you. We are pouring into your cup. So what are the takeaways that you want to leave with as you walk away? So in other words, what have we put in your cup? Um, Roz, what, what are you taking away from today's conversation? I'm taking away from the conversation is that I still have place to grow and a lot of improvement to do. That's what I'm taking away. Thank you, Roz. I, I love, I like, I keep going back to the fact that executive presence is multifaceted. It is not one thing. So look across. Oh, hey, I see someone waving to us back there. <laughs> so, hey, we see you. So um, as you're taking away uh, today, be thoughtful, be mindful about the different areas where your opportunities might lie. So, Murray, what are you taking away um, what's in your cup as we wrap up the show? Uh, for me, it's more about the multidimensional, uh, you know, aspect of executive uh, executive uh, presence, and uh, and what is reassuring is that we are. I mean, we we have the control to actually create this executive presence because it doesn't come from outside; it comes from us. Yeah. 
as we grow, as we communicate, as we, you know, uh, start to take action on branding ourselves. So it's really under our control. So we just have to, uh, to learn and, and also uh, take action. Mm -hmm. I love that. So continue to be open, learn and grow. Um, Salida, what do you want people to walk away from this conversation with and then tell folks how they can connect and learn more about the work that you do? Yeah, so absolutely. I want to go off of what Marissa, because that's exactly what it is. Executive presence is in your control. You just have to look at the different areas in your life, in your parts of your executive presence that you need to improve on, whether or not that is the way you act, um, the way you, your body language, the way, you know, you show up on social media, the way you speak, um, you know, your communication, your dialogue, how you build relationships, it's all in your control. You just, you just have to be aware of it. And of course, as you said, Rhonda, be able to take feedback, be able to know that the things that you may have been taught in the past, maybe some things that you have to recorrect and just kind of come at it from your perspective in terms of how you want to show up and what you want to be known for. Um, for those of you who joined us, I absolutely love, love everything that's happening in the chat. Like I was making notes while we were backstage with some of the questions that I saw popped in that I'm you know, I'll go back and answer. So thank you very much for being here with us. I really appreciate it. Um, if you're looking to get in contact with me, you can do so on LinkedIn. So on social media, that's my platform of choice. LinkedIn, it's Solita C. Roberts. That's my handle. Uh, you can also find me on my website, which is style2impact.com. And of course, if you just want to reach out to me, just to maybe ask a question, something that you wanted to ask today and you want to feedback on, you can do so at Solita at style2impact.com. Thank you very much for the opportunity to come on here and serve all of you. Appreciate it. Oh, such a pleasure having you, Salita. Um, it was an amazing conversation. And often, you know, we sort of stopped saying that we need a part two because every show we were saying we need a part two to continue that. I feel like this is definitely one of those that is so broad wide and so much we could uh, definitely use a part two. So maybe we'll look at doing something like that next season um, as we sort of are at the halfway point here. You know, as I think about executive presence, I just want to leave folks with the fact that it's a real thing. It's real. The way that people receive and perceive you, we didn't get a chance. I had one note that I was going to dive into about, but what is this about people? You don't, you shouldn't care about what other people think of you. We don't have time to get into that right now, but it's a, it's another area where we need to understand the balance. None of us live on an island. Everything that we accomplish will be accomplished with other people. So the way people perceive and receive you matters. It absolutely matters. Let me leave you with a brief story. I was working with an executive um, and an absolutely amazing technical skill, right? Technical skill, very high level. Opportunity came up for a promotion. They went for the promotion, didn't get it. It was just she went for the promotion, didn't get it. She was devastated. She thought, I am absolutely the most qualified person here. I know this work backwards and forwards. We couldn't figure out, came up again, applied for it, didn't get it. So frustrated. You could see her deflate, right? You could see the energy leave her. So we, we were trying to figure it out. Mind you, we're side chair quarterbacking, right? We don't really, we're not behind the scenes. We don't know what it was, but we said, Maybe it's your presence, right? And we were a little nervous about that because this was a person we cared about, right? We didn't want to hurt her feelings. So we said, maybe it's your presence. Was Showed up kind of in not great style, didn't exude confidence, even though she was, that's not what her appearance said. So we did a little makeover with her. 
here, we want you to start coming in and makeup, brush up your makeup a little bit, go do your shopping, whatever feels good to you. We're not saying what you need to wear. We're just saying sort of elevated a notch. Um, did that for the next year, year and a half, apply for the position and got it. Yeah. That was when I knew that executive presence is a real thing. We can debate right, wrong all day long. It is what it is. It matters. So if you're out there, think about your personal life, your professional life. How are you showing up? And then what people are taking away and how they're receiving you. So that's my share for the day. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. And um, here's a couple of takeaways we have out there. Regina said, my takeaway is going to be work on areas of gravitas and appearance, more positive and com uh, communication in the world. Regina said, great show, ladies. Thank you so much. Alicia, it begins with me. Absolutely. This so is within your control. Cindy said, my takeaway is we should keep appearance and good communication at a high standard. The level of respect you'll receive would be worth it. And then finally, Alicia says, thank you for this platform. My first time here, very informative. Such a pleasure to have you, Alicia. All right, so for my uh, guests and co-hosts, I'll see you all at our debrief. For the rest of you out there, we're so glad that you spent a little bit of your Saturday on the best darn Saturday morning <laughs> leadership show out there. I'm gonna keep saying that until you all believe it. So we'll see you back here next week. Same time, same space on another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. Until next week, everyone.